Hello world, this is Roger Corvale and this is For the Hope. Here we read through the Bible conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. Now here is a crazy idea. People don't like it when you tell them they're wrong or have sin in their lives. So what do you do? What kinds of words do you use? Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we consider life and work stories in light of God's story, and sometimes even how words are used. In today's New Testament segment, you'll hear Paul take a different approach to sharing the gospel than when he was preaching to Gentile audiences. Today, he's speaking to Jewish audiences, much like Peter in Acts chapter 2. Still, it's worth remembering there is a time to simply proclaim or declare truth, while at other times, what Paul does is more like dialogue, like he reasons with people. That said, some people don't like the gospel no matter what the form, so you shouldn't be surprised when you catch a little opposition. Today's closing reflection segment is going to close with an ism that I trust you will find memorable and helpful. Acts chapter 13, picking up in verse 42. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving, the people urged them to speak about these matters the following Sabbath. After the synagogue had been dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who were speaking with them and urging with them to continue in the grace of God. The following Sabbath, almost the whole town assembled to hear the word of the Lord, But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what Paul was saying, insulting him. Paul and Barnabas boldly replied, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. Since you reject it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we are turning to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they rejoiced and honored the word of the Lord, and all who had been appointed to eternal life believed. The word of the Lord began to spread through the whole region, but the Jews incited the prominent God-fearing women and leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district. But Paul and Barnabas shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. In Iconium, they entered the Jewish synagogue, as usual, and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they stayed there a long time and spoke boldly for the Lord, who testified to the message of his grace by enabling them to do signs and wonders. But the people of the city were divided, some siding with the Jews and others with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both the Jews and Gentiles with their rulers to mistreat and stone them, They found out about it and fled to the Lyconian towns of Lystra and Derbe and to the surrounding countryside. There, they continued preaching the gospel. In Lystra, a man who was sitting was without strength in his feet, had never walked, and had been lame since birth. 
he listened as Paul spoke. After looking directly at him and seeing that his that he had the faith to be healed, Paul said in a loud voice, Stand up on your feet. And he jumped up and began to walk around. When the crowds saw what Paul had done, they shouted, saying in the Laconian language, The gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas they called Zeus, and Paul they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the town, brought bulls and wreaths to the gates because he intended, with the crowds, to offer sacrifice. The apostles Barnabas and Saul tore their robes when they heard this and rushed into the crowd shouting, People, why are you doing these things? We are people just like you. We are proclaiming good news to you that you turn from these worthless things to the living God who made the heaven, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. In the past generations, he allowed all the nations to go their own way, although he did not leave himself without a witness, since he did what is good by giving you rain from heaven and fruitful seasons and filling you with food and your hearts with joy. Even though they said these things, they barely stopped the crowds from sacrificing to them. Some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and when they won over the crowds, they stoned Paul, dragged him out of the city, thinking he was dead. After the disciples gathered around him, he got up and went into the town. The next day he left with Barnabas for Derby. After they had preached the gospel in that town and made many disciples, they returned to Lystra, to Iconium, and to Antioch, strengthening the disciples by encouraging them to continue in the faith and by telling them it is necessary to go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. When they had appointed elders for them in every church and prayed with fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. They passed through Pisidia and came to Pamphylia. After they had spoken the word in Perga, they went down to Italia and from there they sailed back to Antioch where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. After they arrived and the church gathered together, they reported everything God had done for them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles and they spent a considerable time with the disciples. So, there you go. A uh, little opposition. Crazy idea. And now we're just going to turn back to our Old Testament segment. I'll save that last little nugget for our closing reflection segment. Uh, in Jeremiah, chapters 11 through 15 are really kind of big picture about the broken covenant and its consequences. You might remember that that's how that whole section began. And then there was, began to be plots against Jeremiah. And then Jeremiah complains. And then the Lord answers him. And a couple then weird things like burying his underwear. And today closes out that section um, after yet another threat of being capt captive. And this is kind of a final pronouncement of what's going to happen when you reject the, <laughs> when you break the marriage covenant. Crazy idea. Interestingly, you will also hear God tell Jeremiah to repent, which is a good reminder that even prophets of old were fallible human beings. Jeremiah chapter 14. 
This is the word of the Lord that came to Jeremiah concerning the drought. Judah mourns, her city gates languish, her people are on the ground in mourning. Jerusalem's cry rises up. Their nobles send their servants for water. They go to the cisterns and they find no water. Their containers return empty. They are ashamed and humiliated. They cover their heads. The ground is cracked since no rain has fallen on the land. Farmers are ashamed. They cover their heads. Even the doe in the field gives birth and abandons her fawn since there is no grass. Wild donkeys stand on the barren heights, panting for air like jackals. Their eyes fail because there are no green plants. Though our iniquities testify against us, Lord, act for your name's sake. Indeed, our rebellions are many. We have sinned against you. Hope of Israel, its Savior in time of distress, why are you like a resident alien in the land, like a traveler stopping for only one night? Why are you like a helpless man, like a warrior unable to save? Yet you are among us, Lord, and we bear your name. Don't leave us. This is what the Lord says concerning these people. Truly, they love to wander. They never rest their feet. So the Lord does not accept them. Now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sins. Next section, false prophets to be punished. Then the Lord said to me, Do not pray for the well-being of these people. If they fast, I will not hear their cry of despair. If they offer burnt offering and grain offering, I will not accept them. Rather, I will finish them off by sword, famine, and plague. And I replied, Oh no, Lord God. The prophets are telling them, You won't see sword or suffer famine. I will certainly give you lasting peace in this place. But the Lord said to me, These prophets are prophesying a lie in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them or speak to them. They are prophesying to you a false vision, worthless divination, the deceit of their own minds. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the prophets who prophesy in my name, though I did not send them, and who say, There will never be sword or famine in this land. By sword and famine, these prophets will meet their end. The people they are prophesying to will be thrown into the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword. There will be no one to bury them. They, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, I will pour out their own evil on them. Jeremiah's request. You are to speak this word to them. Let my eyes overflow with tears. Day and night may they not stop, for the virgin daughter of my people has been destroyed by a crushing blow, an extremely severe wound. If I go out to the field, look, those slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, those ill from famine. Both prophet and priest travel to a land they do not know. Have you completely rejected Judah? Do you detest Zion? Why do you strike us with no hope of healing for us? We hoped for peace, but there was nothing good. We hoped for a time of healing, but there was only terror. We acknowledge our wickedness, Lord, the iniquity of our ancestors. Indeed, we have sinned against you. For your name's sake, don't despise us. Don't disdain your glorious throne. 
Remember your covenant with us. Do not break it. Can any of the worthless idols of this nation, of the nations, bring rain? Or can the skies alone give showers? Are you not the Lord our God? We therefore put our hope in you, for you have done all these things. The Lord's negative response. Then the Lord said to me, Even if Moses and Samuel should stand before me, my compassions would not reach out to these people. Send them from my presence and let them go. If they ask you, where will we go? Tell them, this is what the Lord says. Those destined for death, to death. Those destined for the sword, to the sword. Those destined for famine, to famine. Those destined for captivity, to captivity. I will ordain four kinds of judgment for them. This is the Lord's declaration. The sword to kill, the dogs to drag away, and the birds of the sky and the wild animals of the land to devour and destroy. I will make them a horror to all the kingdoms of the earth because of Manasseh son of Hezekiah, the king of Judah, for what he did in Jerusalem. Who will have pity on you, Jerusalem? Who will show sympathy toward you? Who will turn aside to ask about your well-being? You have left me. This is the Lord's declaration. You have turned your back, so I have stretched out my hand against you and destroyed you. I'm tired of showing compassion. I scattered them with a winnowing fork at the cities of the gates of the land. I made them childless. I destroyed my people. They would not turn from their ways. I made their widows more numerous than the sand of the sea. I brought a destroyer at noon against the mother of young men. I suddenly released on her agitation and terrors. The mother of seven grew faint. She breathed her last breath. Her sun set while it was still day. She was ashamed and humiliated. The rest of them I will give over to the sword in the presence of their enemies. This is the Lord's declaration. Jeremiah's complaint. Woe is me, my mother, that you gave birth to me, a man who incites dispute and conflict in all the land. I did not lend or borrow, yet everyone curses me. The Lord's response. The Lord said, Haven't I set you loose for your good? Haven't I punished you in a time of trouble, in a time of distress with the enemy? Can anyone smash iron, iron from the north, or bronze? I will give up your wealth and your treasures as plunder without cost for all your sins in all your borders. Then I will make you serve your enemies in a land you don't know, for my anger will kindle a fire that will burn against you. Jeremiah's prayer for vengeance. You know, Lord, remember me and take note of me. Avenge me against my persecutors. In your patience, don't take me away. Know that I suffered disgrace for your honor. Your words are found and I ate them. Your words became a delight to me and the joy of my heart, for I bear your name, Lord God of armies. I never sat with a, the band of revelers, and I did not celebrate with them. Because your hand was on me, I sat alone, for you filled me with indignation. 
Why has my pain become unending, my wound incurable, refusing to be healed? You truly have become like a mirage to me, water that is not reliable. Jeremiah told to repent. Therefore, this is what the Lord says, If you return, I will take you back. You will stand in my presence. Catch this, friends. I'm going to say it again. If you return, I'll take you back. You will stand in my presence. And if you speak noble words rather than worthless ones, you will be my spokesman. It is they who must return to you. You must not return to them. Then I will make you a fortified wall of bronze to this people. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you, for I am with you to save you and rescue you. This is the Lord's declaration. I will rescue you from the power of evil people and redeem you from the grasp of the ruthless. And that is up through chapter 15. And spoiler alert, those were the magic words. We're going to close out today with our wisdom segment being uh, Psalm 76. For the choir director with stringed instruments, a psalm of Asaph, a song. God is known in Judah. His name is great in Israel. His tent is in Salem, his dwelling place in Zion. There he shatters the bows flaming arrows, the shield, the sword, and the weapons of war. Selah. You are resplendent and majestic, coming down from the mountains of prey. The brave-hearted have been plundered. They have slipped into their final sleep. None of the warriors was able to lift a hand. At your rebuke, God of Jacob, both chariot and horse lay still. And you? You are to be feared. When you are angry, who can stand before you? From heaven you pronounced judgment. The earth feared and grew quiet. When God rose up to, the ju to judge and to save all the lowly of the earth. Selah. Even human wrath will praise you. You will clothe yourself with the wrath that remains. Make and keep your vows to the Lord your God. Let all who are around him bring tribute to the awe-inspiring one. He humbles the spirit of leaders. He is feared by the kings of the earth. Psalm 76 That's a curious line. Even human wrath will praise you. You will clothe yourself with the wrath that remains. You know, if you look at the sum total of the Bible in what is called systematic theology. What does the whole Bible talk say about a topic? One aspect of suffering is that part of its purpose is to turn our hearts and eyes back to God, right? If there is evil in the world, the presence of evil indicates that we must know there's something good is one way to put that. But closing up with our magic words, really the key here, um, since this isn't a, like a, hey, here's a formula. When this happens, you should say this. And I was just struck by this verse. It's Jeremiah 15, 19. 
And if you speak noble words rather than worthless ones, you will be my spokesman. I think that's applicable today, not only because we are all called to the Great Commission and to be ministers of reconciliation, but it just might be useful to remember that seeking truth, goodness, and beauty are those noble words. Even if you don't know exactly what to say, speak noble words rather than worthless ones, and you will be God's spokesman. Spokesperson! (laughs) Where are my manners? I love you, my friends. Amen? Amen.